everybody. This is uh, Jesse. I'm here with Austin and Jared today. You know, the Remembrancers Retreat is not only where we talk about the Horus Heresy and the game in general, but also it's kind of a basically our life's journey with the people and the community we're with. And, and this month uh, we lost uh, Nate Taylor, who was, to all of us, a very big deal here at uh, the Nova Open mm-hmm. and Adepticon. Yep. He left a great impression on me, and anyone can say that. He was definitely a very awesome guy to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ran amazing events. Uh, if you've been really to any any of my events in a 30K, Titanicus, whatever, um, that's pretty much down to him. Uh, I, I had run events in the deep past and then kind of gotten out of it and just seeing how much like enjoyment he took and like pride he took in the stuff he ran at Nova and the encouragement he gave, uh, really anybody that wanted to do anything hobby related, uh, was enough to get me back on that bandwagon. Uh, same, and I'm sure Steven will say the same thing, but like for Battlefleet Heresy, uh, he's a big reason that like that happened at all. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a damn shame because I don't think I ever like expressed that to him, but yeah, he will be deeply, deeply missed. I only got to meet him 2018 and 2019 Novas, but, uh, and I mean, I was a new guy. Those were my first times, but he like went out of his way to, you know, say hi. He checked out my army and who did not all over the, you know, individual stuff. Um, you know, he talked me into submitting my militia fluff to black library. Like he was such a, kind, supportive, welcoming guy. I feel like everything that we really like about uh, 30K in the community is, and the, the spirit of the game and what we try to foster, he just like personified that in a big way. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely yeah, a beacon uh, of positivity. Like, yes, yes. It's, it was always great at the Big Blam where there'd be 60 people all just shouting and having a good time, but he'd stand up on the chair, yell out, and get everyone's attention in that, in that hall. Mm-hmm. Definitely a larger than life character, and we're we're definitely going to miss him. Yeah. But knowing that, and knowing how Nate was, like he enjoyed this hobby. If anything, like us on this podcast, sharing our experiences and what we enjoy about this hobby, I feel like that's something that Nate will want to continue to do. <laughs> and um, so with that, raise a glass to Nate. Amen. And we're gonna. Keep doing the podcast. Keep on keeping on. Yep. So with that, hello and welcome to the Remembrancers Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horse Heresy podcast. Once again, my name is Jesse. I'm here today with Jared and Austin. What's up? Hi. And um, this week in the Horse Heresy, uh, Monday morning came up, woke up with a surprise on Labor Day that on Warhammer community, they just flat out gave us a mini campaign for the Horse Heresy. Right? Uh, what a what a disappointing <laughs> what a disappointing thing to know that I would have gotten a pamphlet if I'd been at Nova. <laughs> um <clears throat> sorry, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> good chance of that for sure. Oh yeah. So yeah, so this first one, whoop, if I don't bring the screen back. Yeah, apparently uh yeah, the title is Play Out Famous Battles from the Horus Heresy with these epic free campaign packs. Now this is the first one. But it mentions a procession of all new mini-campaigns is coming to the Horus Heresy Age of Darkness. And first of them, the Battle of Pluto, Hydra's Devastation, is available to download right now. Yeah, and it is really nice. Um, it's way, I mean, it's not way classier than I expected because mm-hmm. the the Heresy guys at Workshop just have a reputation at this point. They make um, them look nice, that's for sure. Yeah, it's pretty. It's got a ton of fluff, uh, some of which seems new um it's been a while since i read praetorian of dorn it it but. has it has but there at at the very least there seems to be kind of like 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 what happens when gw takes a deeper dive into any of their battles uh the broad strokes just as outlined in praetorian of dorn and what we know from other stuff um but little little teases here and there of other things which is fun i honestly having you know, memorize most of Praetorian of Dorne. I, th- I think they had to play up the Alpha Legion's uh, chances of victory a bit 
just because by the end of the book, you're like, damn, they, they, they stood no chance. <laughs> yeah, well, that's sometimes what you get when you're a sneaky army. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really full is. frontal you gotta, assault is, <laughs> is hard to handle. You gotta, you gotta, you know, still show up and fight at the end of the day, and, and it doesn't always work out for them. It does not. Although, you know, it's the Alpha Legion, so have they ever really lost? It's all just some master yes. plan, right? No, it's not. You <laughs> lost. Oh. Eat the crow. Eat it. No, they'll they'll leave Korax alone, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, continuing on the article, it mentions that uh, this campaign series is a great way to explore such conflicts which may not otherwise have their own dedicated campaign books. Yeah, which I'm really interested in. Some people... Because, of course, the internet has people that will hate on anything no matter what. We're like, oh, man, this is going to be like the whole Siege of Terror and they're just starting at Pluto. Not what they're talking about mm. in the slightest, I think. No. Um, like if I had to take a guess, this might be the only quote unquote serious engagement in the soul system we'll see. Um, this could very For a easily. While. Yeah. Like this could very easily port over to like Talarn and like Tankless or – any of the other, like, Chondax or any of the other tiny... It was... I thought Talarn was in the campaign book. I have to go through the books again, but I could have sworn it was... No, it's not. No? Mm -mm. No. no, not as a... Not as, uh -huh. not as a bespoke thing, yeah. anyway. I'm sure... I wish, man. Moloch yeah. would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, there, there's a ton of things. I mean, Moloch kind of had the treatment uh, in Titanicus, but man... Yeah, but it, having the... Uh, fun... Heresy case scenario as well. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of chance for fun there. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about it before. The the you know just how glacial the uh, black books are with their production. You know, it's like we get a black book every time. Forty K gets an edition. Seems like uh, so. You know, releases like that that are pure digital and are free. I mean, I'm a hundred percent for it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it really. I'm just really curious where they're going to go with this with. The strong rumors of a new edition of the Horus Heresy. Are they just planning to dump a bunch of these campaigns right beforehand? Mm -hmm. Well, and, and then say, "Welcome to the second edition." <laughs> None of these work anymore, which I doubt. That. <laughs> that's what's interesting. Campaigns are usually pretty flexible when it comes to, to yeah, editions. and the scenarios. At least, and I haven't delved deeply into the scenarios. I'm sure we'll talk about them more in a bit. Um, but they seem pretty flexible. Like mm -hmm. there's not a lot of like everybody gets this bespoke special rule that right. one could expect to maybe change or things like that. Right. So hopefully they poured over. Um, and the other thing, which I think Jesse and I talked about briefly before we got on air, is it could also be kind of, you know, when when Alan Bly passed, that, that's been, God, four years ago now. Like it's been a while. I don't think it's been that long. Yeah. Three or maybe three. three. The pandemic has made all sense of time yeah. meaningless. But like these things have a very long kind of production value. And we know with the last uh, – well, not the last book, but like with the Blood Angels demon book, that like mm -hmm. there was other stuff supposed to be in there and it got pushed to a new book. And so everything kind of – obviously that means there's stuff that's in this book, the the Dark Angels one, that was supposed to be in the last book. Or there's stuff that should have been in the last book that wasn't anywhere. Things like the Dark Mechanicum, which was supposed to be yeah. this book. Yeah. So we what we might be seeing is um kind catch of up. Uh, some catch up. I was I was gonna use the word remnants, which also isn't right, but kind of all the stuff they had compiled that they yeah. thought they were gonna get into this edition and stuff then, they couldn't dedicate a black book to. Right. Yeah, or things that they were going to dedicate a black book to. As like a partial, but, but now they're like, oh, we're putting out a whole new edition. We're going to have to, you know, do all the old legions again. You know, yeah. giving Imperial Fist something doesn't really fit with that because we got to start over again with like the old Istvan crew. Mm -hmm. eh, we'll just put it out like this. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. maybe these could be little things that the writers there, rule writers, fluff writers just wanted a little micro uh, passion project to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Things that they wanted to get done, but couldn't fit it in the actual schedule of releases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And seeing as they put them out for free, I, I, it feels like maybe that yeah. is just I mean, hell, something they wanted to do. For all we know, the Huskarl squad that we're going to talk about here in a minute, maybe this is kind of their initial, I guess, the, the playtest version that they were doing in like this edition. Yeah. Back when the uh, Imperial Fists, because the Imperial Fists didn't actually have a dedicated... Terminator Squad this entire nope. edition. Nope. 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 So, which is really strange considering everything else. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, we're sorry, be. guys. If you want to keep playing this, here's 
Mm-hmm. They're Terminators. Yep. So they put this out knowing that like, hey, I, I don't know if they have bespoke models. Those look like no. The, no. Those look like they're not. Um, but they might be like, hey, you know, there are going to be some bespoke models for these guys next edition. We don't want to give that game away. But yeah. like, know, here's so a teaser with their old set of rules. And then we'll they know that the community is definitely uh, powerful enough to make their own models, mm-hmm. kit bash their own Huskarls. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know what shields they're using in that photo. Um, I think it's the uh, the storm. Uh, let's see. No, I think it's the storm shields that they uh, they have the, a weapon. The they, they have the imperial fist storm, storm shields. shields. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Bunch yeah. of uh, chain axes looks like or power. Uh, that's yeah, weird. They they have. It offends me so much <laughs> that imperial fists get. Anyway, that's a that's a digression. <laughs> we'll not go there, listen. I don't think they get chain axes normally, unless they, uh, those are count as power axes, which would fit. So the. The cataphracty kit comes with chain axes that count as power axes. Gotcha. Unless you're a world eater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In which case, you just do whatever. Yep. Uh, but with that, do you want to go ahead and uh, talk about the Huskarl Squadron, Jaren? Hell yeah. <laughs> Feared this would so, be uh, your thing. Uh, one thing that does bear uh, uh, mentioning from the fluff in the books to what we're seeing on the page here is Huskarls traditionally... Uh, or Indomitus pattern Terminator armor. Yeah, I think that was also, someone mentioned that was uh, talked about in Praetorian of Dorne. Yeah, it, it's mentioned in a couple spots in the novels. Uh, you know, I, I like Cataphracty better, so you're not going to hear me complaining. Honestly. Fair. It's uh, um, kind of surprising they didn't just mention Terminator armor that allows you to be flexible yeah, about yeah. it. I don't know. Which, I don't think I would want these guys sweeping advancing. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Like, that's a good point. They don't need that's good that. Times. Calm down. Come on. <laughs> uh, but for, for those of you who don't know, the Huskarls are the, uh, you know, sort of elite uh, Terminator of Terminator guard of Rogadorn. They're, they're his first company, you know, take the beach kind of guys. Uh, and they definitely, I mean, they, they're really, you know, Carrying that with their rules. 275 points base for five of them. Uh, weapon skill five, ballistic skill four, strength four, T4. Uh, one wound, which it sucks, but also they're not that expensive. So that's it's a give and take. Mm. Um, initiative four, two attacks, leadership eight, nine on the sergeant, and terminator armor. Yeah. Um, so basic stat-wise, but what their rules are really where they get interesting. Um, so their war gear, they got a power weapon. So... You know, you can take power swords, you can take power axes. They've got a lot more flexibility than just sticking power fists on on somebody. Um, they've got cataphracty armor, and they, they come with uh, the Fidgel Pattern Storm Shield, which in um, you know normal Terminator armor, you've got to pay points for it. So they're just getting it. Get it for free. Uh, that three yeah, up awesome. That's right. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and when you compare that to buying it for, I think, cataphracty, I think it's five points and... Uh, um, for uh, any other Terminator mark, it's uh, 10 points. I mean, that's a lot that you're shaving off a good-sized squad. Yeah. Um, and they get tele- teleportation transponders, which you also have to pay for, I believe it's 15 points for a squad. So that's just a free upgrade that they just get. Yeah, um, and if you start looking at that, like, you know, shaving off those points from that 275 base, suddenly they're almost cheap. Yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> they're not bad at all. I'll um, break down the point costs here later yeah it's i i, I did just a rough math because because uh, if you just take go ahead if you just take the storm shields off if they're like five points a piece then they're 250 yeah yeah uh, knock off another 15 for the teleport homer yep. yeah right and then you can mix and match the power weapons not that you're going to do a lot of that i feel because uh well i'll let jared say yeah well so and yeah that kind of you know it depends on what you want to do with it uh, I, I would picture taking, you know, a couple of the Solarite power gauntlets in with the squad. Um, mm-hmm. So going over uh, their options real quick. So you can take five extra, so you can have squad of ten. Uh, any Huskarl can take a Solarite power gauntlet for ten points each, and uh, the the sergeant, the Huskarl warden, can take a grenade hardness for ten points. Um, so not a crazy amount of customization here, but, no. but no. they're they're not there to be. Uh, well, you can still you know, give a shooting whatever, unit, whatever or, power weapon you want. So you get a little yeah, flexibility, yeah. and which is nice. You definitely would want to take the grenade hardness by default, anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but these guys, uh, sorry, I'm completely losing my train of thought. Uh, I, I did just a, a rough bit of math, and uh, when I when I read the rules, and 
you know, 10 of my normal guys with, uh, you know, power fists and shields, they come out to about the same price. It's within 50 points uh, of a fully kitted out Huskarl squad. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And bear in mind, nine Huskarls versus 10 normal. Yeah. Yeah. The power weapon options in 30k, you could give them power lances if you wanted. Weird, but you could do it. Do they Uh, have power lances in 30k? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've just rarely seen them. They are awesome. Why, Jared? Uh, I (laughs) I was about to say, what master plan do you have that involves giving any of these guys power lances? It'd be cool. And And that's all you need. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, come on. Our ship is the phalanx. Yeah. You give them spears. Oh God, spears and shields on a Terminator mm-hmm. squadron would look pretty bad. Yeah, it, it would. It would be really nice. Uh, lots of fun modeling opportunities, and you know, there's what strength seven AP three on a charge. Like that's good times. Yeah, yeah. as a as a zone mortalis unit, that just seems utterly atrocious. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get into the rules real quick. Um, so they obviously they've got Legion of Sardis Imperial Fists. Um, they are stubborn automatically. Uh, they have the shield wall rule, which uh, this is the same rule as uh, the Phalanx Warriors get. Basically, when they are charged, uh, they get plus one to their weapon skill. And this confers to characters and such that have joined the squad. Uh, so they are weapon skill six when they get charged. And so they're basically hitting anything but a Praetor on threes. And any of those uh, models you give a Solarite Power Gauntlet to, the Solarite Power Gauntlets are Master Crafted. So you're rolling. Yeah. Once. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> or no, re, just re-rolling a single hit. Just uh, a single hit? Failed to hit, yeah. Okay. Um, they re-roll ones in a challenge. That's what I was getting mixed up on. That's so what. your Huskar Warden is basically all but guaranteed to hit. <laughs> On his uh, with his attacks, um, that initiative four is scary nice. though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with the solar right, he's uh, hitting at one anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know that is what it is. But hey, you're in a ter- you're in Terminator armor and you got a three up in bulk. You know, may the odds be in your favor. Take ten. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the answer to that. Uh, and they also have the uh, implacable advance, so they can they can hold objectives uh, and favor of, favored of Dorn, which is. Uh, which- Basically, they can sub as a as a command squad for a, a, a model and don't so, take up a four short squad in doing so. I, I do want to talk a little bit about both of those last two rules. It's mm-hmm. really awesome to see a HQ unit that has implacable advance. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. see that very often. Mm-hmm. And second, with this favor favorite of Dorn special rule, the way it's worded, as it may be chosen instead of a Legion command squad as a retinue for any model with Master of Legion Legionus Astartes. And when selected as a retinue, they take up a single force organization chart choice with that model, blah, blah, blah. The way that reads, you could take the Huskarl Squadron as its own HQ unit, mm-hmm. and there's no support officer. You could take this squad as your sole HQ choice and make the Huskarl your warlord. Wait, wait, wait. Go, go back. Go, yeah, back, yeah, go yeah. back. Okay. See, let's double, ch- double check this madness <laughs> that Jesse is Maybe chosen as a retinue for blah, blah, blah. When selected as a retinue. As a retinue for any model with the Master of the Legion and a star. Yeah. So you've got to have a model with the Master of the Legion and Legion yeah. as a star of these Imperial Fists before you can choose them as the Legion Command Squad. So what you do is take Dorn, take who, whoever with Master but, of the Legion, and take your second HQ slot as a Huskarl squad. So you got 20. No, no, no. Because they, they would count as the same, the same selection, right? Because that's, that's what it's saying. The Huskar squad takes up a single force work chart with the model it's selected for. So if you take it with the Praetor, right, Praetor gets the Huskar squad. Both of those only count as one HQ choice for your uh, for your list. Yeah, yeah. Still giving you two others to play with. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say Well see, so but I don't I looked it, at so I looked at the book, the uh, Legion of Astartes book, mm-hmm. and under retinue for command squad, it says can only be selected alongside. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. The command squad can only be selected alongside a troop cho- or a HQ slot. This does not have that limitation. Yeah, it just says- I will say, the limit, there is, yeah. So I will say that this, that that the Huskarl squad is a zero to one. So you can only choose one uh, mm-hmm. unit of these. Oh, yeah. yeah but the right. fact that that 
limitation, it says, can only be chosen or must be selected. Yeah, that's definitely a may. Yeah, no, I, I've got to agree with you. This looked like you could take five of these guys. And that would be your HQ. And that unit. would just be your HQ? With the Huskarl uh, Warden huh. as your warlord. Would he be? Because he's a character. Why would you do that, though? He is I mean, a character. Oh, I, I wouldn't because so, he's one wound for yeah, one. Yeah. But in a small point game. I was about game, to say, Zone Mortalis. In a so, okay, small okay. Zone Mortalis You have game. a 500-point Zone Mortalis army. You spend 300 points on this. Then, but pro- here the problem is, <laughs> then you get in close combat. Your Huskarl Warden has to challenge because he's Imperial Fist and then gets completely just obliterated with that one wound. Don't, don't <laughs> get him spiked on a Praetor's head like... Well, but, I, but I think for Imperial Fist, they have to accept challenges. They right? have to they accept, do. but they here's do. the thing. If you're playing like a 500-point Zone Mortalis list, yeah. name a character he's likely to face that he's super afraid of. It's fair. You're dealing with Centurions. Yeah, yeah. I, very few people would put in a... He's, uh, got, a pair, uh, he's got three up Invul. Yeah. If you gave him... He says he's got as good a save as anybody in the game. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. I mean, is he in danger of being gunned down by Fury of the Legion when that 20-squad attack squad turns around the corner? Always. Yeah, but so is everything Fif- else you can, only have 15, you can only have 15 in his own mortality, so no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but that being said, you know, the five-man heavy bolter squad around the corner also has a chance of taking him out, too. Mm. Just as any, anybody. It's, yeah, yeah. it's it, own mortality. It's, it's, it's own mortality. For sure. But it's um, a fun unit. It is. This is... Yeah. One of those rare things in 30K that I look at it and look at the points and look at what they're armed with. And I think to myself, can they take Death Sworn? And I think the answer is no, because they're only two attacks piece. Yeah. So the odds of them killing all of the Death Sworn before the Death Sworn swing back seem vanishingly small. That being said, I'm not entirely sure that Death Sworn could kill them back with that three up invul. A- Death Sworn, they have two up or three up armor? Two up. Two up. Ah, okay. Two up. Mine normally have feel no pain because, of course, um, and just piles and piles of power axe attacks. Yeah. You know, so they'd be hitting you know, 30 or 40 power axe attacks. But when you have a three up invul, you might live through it, which is more than I can say for literally any other unit in the game. Just got to have a 10 man squad, though. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that is the thing. Like, because I'm waiting because a, a Death Sworn pack full up is 350 points, the way I like to bring them. Yeah. And like 350 points of those guys. Like for me with my Terminators, if if you can't bring more than the full squad, mm-hmm. most of the time it's not worth it. Just because the vast majority of Terminators are one wound mm-hmm. each. There is that. And yeah. you feel that quite uh, quite heavily, especially if you're bringing guys in Tartarus armor mm. or things of that nature. Because plenty of, uh, plenty of uh, legions don't have access to storm shields either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say, people have been a little upset that they're only one wound. But then we did the math. We did look in, and there's only like three Terminator units. Uh, four. four it's the Jesteran, the Red Butchers, uh, the Fire Drakes, and, Death and, and the Death Shroud. From what I saw, those are the only four Terminator units in the entire game that have two wounds. Which is wild, considering... Because I felt like there was a whole bunch right? more. Like, even the Iron Hand, even the Gorgons are one wound each, which is wild to me, because you'd think nuts. those guys would be... Yeah. yeah. You know, if anybody would have two wounds, it would be the Iron Hand Terminator. They've all yeah. lost one on Istvan 3. Oh. Oof. Oof. But, yeah, I... You know... I would love to see two Terminators, just because... I, I would not wish these guys to be two wounds, not in the least. Uh, you know, I've said it before. I, I do think that 30K could benefit from looking at the 40K Space Marine Codex and Ninth and, and seeing how generous they are with giving wounds to models, you know, two wound tacticals. That being yeah, said, that uh, game They're also real generous about making a two up save, a five up save. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're real generous exactly. about your uh, weapons a, just dealing a whole lot of DACA to begin with, too. Yes. Yeah. There's a. There's a you know, a trade-off in that. And I, I like it. I, I think that's a good thing. I think, I think 30 K could benefit from snatching a little bit of that. Not, not going just, just you a, know, just a bit more DACA. You want to, yeah. you want to yeah. lose your vehicle facings, Jared, because that way <laughs> no. lost vehicle facings. I don't, I don't, I don't. You Though know, we I don't. do still know there will be a scatter die and that does make me happy. Yeah. yeah good deal. Uh, yeah. Overall, I, I really like these. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, I've waited a long time to see their rules, and I'm I'm happy with it. I think they're. I do now. now you know. Now you know how I feel. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in time for the uh, edition end. 
you know, get your I, uh, squadron. That said, I if there's one thing I would change, it, it'd be the zero to one because there are they're, they're a full company. You know, they're a, they're yeah. a host. Um, but you know that also because does kind of reflect the uh, siege of Terra reality on the ground where you know these guys would not have been deployed yeah. as you know we see in in uh, you know some of the siege of Terra books. Not dishing out spoilers and or anything. Plus, but we see like individual huskarls dispatched to specific roles where you know normally you might see a squad or something. Sure. Yeah, you're not plus with them being mess. plus with them being HQ units, you don't want to face thirty of these as okay, this is my HQ slot God, of thirty that, Terminators. That would be funny as shit though. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that pretty- would be really funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't go with elites here, but maybe the, well they got yeah. plenty of elites already in the I I actually kind of prefer it this way. Um because even though like there's a billion different types of centurions, you can always pick something different. That would be kind of neat, though. If depend, you know, obviously they may have changes in the new edition, but if all the specialized terminators could be selected as HQ retinue, mm-hmm. I like. If we're going quibbling over these units, I would have I would have enjoyed seeing them zero one Huskarl HQ. But then you could take them as ret as retinue mm-hmm. for other HQs. Gotcha. Kind of show that, like, yeah, they can be off on their own and do their own thing. But like, Big Papa Dorn comes out with his Praetor buddy. Yeah, maybe thirty of them will show up. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. It'd be a yeah, just make a bunch anyway and just play it out anyway. Right. It's just a piece of paper. It's not going to stop you. Right. <laughs> the GW rules lawyers aren't going to get you for that. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's nice to see uh, new free rules. And with that being said, I'm going to go into a little bit of segue. Speaking of free rules, or rules in general, Argyle Tall is coming out this Friday, who doesn't have any rules either. <laughs> so I what? wonder, yeah. Mm. Argyle Tall doesn't have any rules. No, he doesn't. Huh. So it makes me wonder if they're going to give him some rules via a campaign pack somehow. Maybe like, um, oh, shoot, what was it? The first heretic? Is that when he first shows up, right? Yes, yes. Little, uh, action, uh, word bearers versus custodian action? That would be a delightful like little mini, rule for mini Arca- Black Sands. And it would work out real well. It would. Or, Get uh, rules for Arkle Tall? Shit, where did he die? On a, uh, oh, fuck. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You're, uh, I look at you and all I can think of is Monarchia, and I know that's not right. No. No, he died on the. You're the trivia master. Where is <laughs> Je- where is Jason? Betrayal. Him? Yeah, it's a betrayer. It's the last betrayer world they kill in betrayer. It was back on the ship, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, it was, he uh, died in the shadow of great wings. Mm-hmm. No, that's referencing Korax. <laughs> no, we're a very professional podcast here, folks. <laughs> I know you. You can stop screaming in your car now. Just, just. We got it. We know. We know. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, <laughs> Jesse, you'll edit this out in post, right? No, no, right? too late. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fluff up the podcast length. Um, but yeah, so the Ultramarine Praetors and Argyle Tall will be out on Friday, so that's exciting. So I'm, I'm expecting some rules for him in the very near future, if not the next uh, mini campaign drop. Nuceria? No, no. <laughs> I'm on the wiki, and it's just like. He died in the shadow of great wings. Spoiler alert. <laughs> on on an Aquila on top of an Imperator Titan. Where? Where? <laughs> Damn you all. Right there. <laughs> Jesse says, zooming in on a completely unrelated picture. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Just but that would be really awesome if he got his own little character upgrade, you know. Oh, yeah. For, for a little bit. Would also be awesome if they were like, his rules are in the new starter set and it's getting dropped in two weeks. It's not going to be, nah. but it'd be cool. And uh, all, all attacks from Erebus have instant death and AP1 against oh. him. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> AP1, you're just showing off at that point. You can yeah. re-roll to hit and wound against Argyle Tall if you're within 12 inches of an Imperial Aquila. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> the, the Aquila uh, needs to be at least three inches wide. Yep, it's like, yep, yep. is that great wings? No, no, that's just wings. He's fine. Mediocre wings at best. But yeah, when this new edition comes out, I hope they need to do it right. Yeah. Rulebook, compendium, maybe a loyalist faction and a traitor faction compendium. They will. Oh, yeah. I have faith. It'll be good. 
generic army list. I'd say I'm pumped. Curious to see how the militias are going to fare in the new edition. Okay, God, I'm actually really excited, even though I know there's a new edition coming. Yeah. And that it can't possibly more than like six months away <laughs> or whenever Christmas time is. Like it can't possibly be, right? Like, um, but part of me is like, you know, it'd be really cool if they dropped a Talern mini campaign that lets you bring like all tank Imperial militia army. That'd be great. That'd be fun. Be like my old. Oh, hey. Did you guys want chimeras? Oh, <laughs> sorry. We missed that order. Sorry. Here's a chimera. Be like my old fourth edition uh, guard where you could run an armored list with your DIY regiment rules. You want Valkyries, kids? You get Valkyries. <laughs> It'll be sexy. It'll be sexy. Yeah. So that's the uh, yeah new stuff from Horse Heresy this week. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Not even on Heresy Day. If there, if unless this is the new Heresy Day. It's kind of weird that yeah you would think it would be like the Legion. They've been dropping a lot of stuff recently, I feel. And I, I'm sure that's probably just because they've dropped literally nothing for so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I find it interesting because they just released or just revealed the uh, the uh, uh, Ultramarines recently. Like mm-hmm. only like a week or two? Yeah. There was, there was kind of that like every other week a Praetor set mm-hmm. they had going. And now they're like, and now rules and units. But I found it interesting. It, yeah, they revealed the... Praetors, and then like only a week or two after, now they're going on sale. When Argyle Tall was revealed back in early summer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And now it's just getting released. (laughs) It's interesting. As Flight of the Concord said, that's all part of the foreplay. (laughs) God. The foreplay that is Heresy Mm, 2.0. My body is ready. But anyways. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other stuff here. Uh, uh, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what we need to cover. What's that? Talking shit on Gulliman. We've already yeah. talked shit on Bobby G, haven't we? No, no. no. We, we were going to do a segment of it, and then we had to cancel it last week because everybody but me and Jesse bailed. Well, that's and, fair enough. And I feel like it's one of those things where you need to, it's like a hot potato game, but you need more than two players to play. You do. You really do. You really do. Well, I, so traditionally, I would be willing to act as the court-appointed defense attorney. <laughs> Traditionally, Bobby G has been shat on by five or six people. Uh, well, we could pick anybody with with poor Mac <laughs> in the Jesse room, selected, just shaking his head and waiting desperately for it to come back around to Dorn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it always does. Oh, shit, bad. It just doesn't. Yeah, stick, you don't, though. You, you, we don't get can't. enough Dorn Gilliman bromance going on there you feel like that uh, would be kind of a you think they would be bros but that's what happens when no. one of you sits in daddy's house all the time and never moves out bunch of rich and alphas the, just kinda... and the other one starts his own company right you can't compare <laughs> shake shack and wendy's all right they're not the same thing i'm interested to think to learn which of those you think is which <laughs> you know that dorn is shake shack those crinkle cut fries man Dorn like is certainly crinkle cut fries, but probably from like Hardee's. I don't like crinkle cut fries. They're atrocious. They're, so they're big, they're thick, they're just soft, and they're just ugh. from Shake Shack. They're heavenly. I don't know what they do to them. I've I've tried to figure it out. It's they're something... not good fries. Crinkle cut fries just universally I'm, aren't good. I'm and this is where our government it's come back around to Dorn. Dorn and crinkle cut fries. Normally with you <laughs> on crinkle cut fries, but Shake Shack crinkle fries. On another level, and I don't even know why. But Jared, you're wrong about so many other things. No, no, I'm not, Mr. <laughs> fan of Russ. <laughs> I can't say anything either. We're all, we're all, we're all guilty here. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't prepared a proper prosecution for Gulliman. Yeah, Jesse's just keeping his head down because we all know we got like 15 insults at the lion. <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy. Too easy. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. It's always yeah. easy to make fun of greatness. So. Stab a guy through the chest on pure petulance. Slapping your yeah. own chaplain's head off. I thought you were talking about the Night Haunter. Yeah, the fact that, that you too. can conflate the two <laughs> says like, it just speaks volumes. It does. It does. Yeah, I've seen the meme where Dorn has the, it's that uh, Parks and Rec meme where he's holding the I do what I want. But honestly, the uh, the lion is pretty good at that too. That is true. He does whatever he wants, and it is 70% of the time, it's bad every time. <laughs> Especially for traitors. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No, no uh, denying that. Are some of those traitors perfectly innocent Dark Angels chaplains? Maybe. Well, 
You gotta spend money to make money. Um, or that time he gave some ordinators to Perdurabo. Well, you know, totally legitimate business expenses. Swing and a miss there. Can't be the Lion's fault that, you know, maybe he just loves his brothers too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that time he had a legit abominable intelligence. And... And kept it. <laughs> didn't, didn't, like... Yeah, didn't purge it like you're supposed to. Oh, we got a couple of those. So, exactly. There's literally one rule in this universe. I imagine every Dark Angel ship, like, has one on board, just, you know, in case. Chilling. Just waiting. Fucking about. Waiting for a Dreadwing and an Ironwing guy to just turn the key. But no, I think three of us could do a Gulliman segment justice. Or if you wish to go with a different Primark. But I've been prepping my Gulliman defenses. Oh, you've been prepping Gulliman defenses? Prepping the defenses. He's been ready. They're not strong defenses. Oh they're God. not they're not like you know, they're not up to, to the normal Legion standards, but Okay. Alright. Well, we're just gonna get classic cringy here and why didn't Gilliman fucking try to go find the emperor through the storms he just gave up oh, okay. and, and made his own imperium yeah there weren't even any black gives on, him on. the right weren't even any blackjacks <laughs> and hookers he thought himself a new emperor come on no so, not are, are even we, he we... thought he was 30k dick cheney hold on hold on hold on <laughs> and sanguinius was george w <laughs> oh jeez the prosecution rests <laughs> does that make the lion donald rumsfeld it absolutely uh, does. It absolutely <laughs> does. Oh, that's oh. Some early two thousands jokes here, folks. How you like them apples? Early two thousands politics. So, for our our very patient and, and tolerant list- <laughs> listeners at home, uh, we talked about doing a uh, a, a segment where we kind of pick one Primark and sort of a. Uh, Shit on them. We, we've done that. Uh, we've done that which, uh, for Russ, which went poorly because Russ is flawless and blameless and all okay. things. Okay. Any, anyways, anyways. We did. Disregard the... the God, this Bush administration parallel is actually really starting to freak me out. <laughs> that from the gallery We there. did, uh, I think, Dorn. We did Dorn? No, no, no. We haven't done... Who else did we do? We no, we did... Because like, we did a couple of Dorn Because Russ was not the first one. I remember that. Well, every time I, I bring up that we did Dorn, everybody's like, no, we didn't do Dorn. And That's I because you can never do Dorn enough. Dorn deserves its own, but we're we're on um, Big Blue Dick Cheney. So, yeah, that's that's where we're at now. God damn! Uh, I would like Richard to call the segment <laughs> "Primarchs on Trial," and uh, I, I will serve as the defense attorney. Not that I believe Gulliman is innocent, but that by God, it's my my you know my my job to defend him. But you know what? It's your, it's duty. your duty. It's your duty as an American juror. Uh, yeah, defense pro- attorney. To make absolute shit people walk even though they deserve it. Yes. Because that's justice. Uh, yes. That is, uh, <clears throat> that's what I'm here to do. I am the, the public defender. It is not a well-funded office, but by God, we're, we're going to at least show up. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll object to some things, and then we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you know this segment how? from two years ago. Right? Yeah. Bringing it back. <laughs> how, how do you respond to the charge that Bobby G is just 30K Dick Cheney? So... Yeah, make make your accusations. I, I will. Uh, there, there it is. I mean, there. Okay. It, Bobby G is thirty k Dick Cheney. Bobby G saw opening, and he decided to make himself an emperor a- at the first opportunity. <laughs> Imperium second. He saw literally the first opportunity. He saw a thundercloud outside. He was like, "Nope." Pulls out a big old stipper sticker. Yep. Imperium two, baby. That he suddenly he just oh I, I've had these I, <laughs> laying around. I mean, I just made these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pin, oh, where where do these medals and titles come from? I don't know. Here, throw them out. I don't know. Here look, this will look real bad if I'm in charge, though. I need a face. I need a face on this. Who who is a fighter who is a fighter pilot in Vietnam? Sanguinius, get over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, I got some Primarchs who managed to come out from the warp. I'm sure there's nothing out there, though. Yeah, I'm sure there's nothing else out Everything there. I'm sure the Emperor is, is fucking dead, even though my brother's super fucking dead. Yeah, super fucking dead. Let's carry him to electric boogaloo. Let's go. <laughs> Let's pay no attention to the fact that Sanguinius <laughs> literally can see the future. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've, I've okay. <laughs> he uh, had th- three brothers. He had the fucking night haunter down there too. It's true. It's true. He absolutely did. And what did he do? Shit the bed. And let's not let's not forget. Right? Everybody's like, oh, Bobby G, five hundred worlds of Ultramar. Twenty percent of the Primarchs, right there. One. 
Jesus. Yeah, that's the math. One, anyway. the 500 worlds, apparently not all conquered by Bobby G. We know that. Mm. Other other expeditionary fleets, other legions had a hand in like romping through that part of space. Two, that part of space wasn't doing nothing, right? Like, oh, my dad got killed by assassins. My Well, you know, his, his fake dad. Oh, killed by assassins. This is so sad. Freaking McCrag? <laughs> no offense fine. to anyone adopted out there. Jesus. Fake dad. Well, I, I feel like it's, it's fake dad when real dad made you, intentionally kicked you into the warp and was coming to get you. <laughs> he didn't intentionally do it. It's just kind of, you know. Yeah. Sure, that's that's a whole other topic. We'll not yeah. get happy little accidents. But the po- the point is, the five hundred <laughs> worlds of Ultramar were essentially pri- like being a Primarch on easy mode. How many other Primarchs were either outright slaves or outright born in slave societies? Uh, a couple, couple, at least twenty percent. Mm-hmm. How many were born into the middle of an ongoing fratricidal civil war? At least twenty percent. Uh, that they did not have the initial upper hand on, right? They were yeah. on the losing side. Oh, they were little babies. Yeah. Well, like, like uh, Lorgar when he when he gets found. Yeah, that's right. I'm comparing Bobby G unfavorably to Lorgar when Lorgar was born and taken in. His side wasn't even like the obvious, like strongest, biggest, bestest. Right? Didn't even play out like that. And yet, like, you know, that worked out. Russ, he was the, like, did get, like, foundlinged, adopted into, like, the biggest of the Fenrisian tribes. But Fenris is not a nice place. Just not. Chagoras, like, same. Like, none of these Primarchs had a great, like, starting place. Lion was in the fucking woods. Lion was just in the fucking woods, fucking around. And yet Bobby G rolls in. To, like, this completely normal society, and everything goes well, like, and then he comes out in the 500 worlds. Like other Moses in a basket. Right? That friggin' other people conquered. And it wasn't even conquering. It was just like, oh, human civilization. Uh, oh, you're peacefully complying? All right, cool. Just <laughs> did that 499 more times. And then he decides the second literally anything goes even slightly wrong... Fuck it, I'm out. I can do this myself. Wait, no, I need a patsy. Where's Sanguinius? Here comes Sanguinius right now, just flying through the air, tumbling. No, shit! Fucking Vulcan was there, too! Oh, yeah. We had five fucking Primarchs on one goddamn planet. And yet, everything is gone. Terra is destroyed. (laughs) Destroyed. You heard it here first from (laughs) Dick Gullum and Radio. I know that's... (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry, that story's all coming back to me now. Oh, man. A couple perpetuals in for flavor. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, yeah. So, 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 so that, that's, our, not only, that's our... Not only was he born on Easy Street, <laughs> not only is he a big blue Dick Cheney, uh, but the literal instant, literally anything, goes to pieces, he's suddenly the man in charge. And let's not forget, let's not forget one very important aspect of his so-called military greatness. Because this is the kick in the balls. Brought to you naturally by the wolves of Fenris. <laughs> so as we all know, the Kalth atrocity started because nobody had any idea that any legion would massacre another legion during a muster. Holy oh, yeah. balls! What are the oh. odds? Oh, right. Oh, So... He says, about to make an unassailable point, what is known of the Thousand Suns dick kicking is that it happened several years prior to uh, Prospero. Yeah, Prospero. Prospero happened uh, several years prior to Kauth and all of that. Uh, But a little known fact is that, of course, not all the Thousand Suns were on Prospero, right? Some of them couldn't make it for whatever reason. Sure. Uh, And a force of I want to say 3,000 thousand sons. It's in the black books. One of the black books. Yeah, it's in uh, Inferno. Inferno, you can go look it up. Um, but I believe 3,000 thousand sons were, wait for it, 
uh, not on Prospero when the whole thing went down. Mm. Instead, they were around a planet whose name I can't remember because, again, I wasn't allowed to prep for this. So we're really giving We Bob, talked about this weeks ago. We were giving Bobby G as much fi- fodder <laughs> as possible. Um, they were at a muster point with the Ultramarines who betrayed them at the muster point and slaughtered literally all of them. Yet for some reason, it didn't cross Bobby G's mind that that was a thing that could happen. For unknown reasons, too, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, the Thousand Sons had no, the Thousand yeah. Sons that were there had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Like, as far as they were concerned, like, all the Ultramarines might as well have just turned to chaos at that instant and just jumped them. Because uh, unlike... I hope those Thousand Sons got a few of them back. Oh, right. We pray. And I don't pray often for Thousand Sons. But, like... <laughs> This is a setup where we know Lehman Russ, Lehman Russ and the Wolves were desperately trying to get everyone on Prospero to just lay down their arms and come out. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen that way. We can argue. We're not going to argue like the whys and wherefores of why it didn't happen that way. But we know there was like attempts were made. And yet the Ultramarines for d- gave no warning whatsoever and just massacred them all. Much like what happened sometime later on Kauth. To which all the Ultramarines went, but, but nobody's ever done this before. This Pikachu face me. <gasps> <clears throat> so, uh. In all fairness, I'm pretty sure that tactical lesson would not be one that would end up in the, uh, the Codex Stardust. <laughs> what? Killing other Marines? Shit. Oh. Yeah, right? So no, not, not only have they butchered other Marines one time definitively, right? There's that rumor that they absorbed the 2nd and 11th. That I'm not super buying. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, they, I don't. If they didn't, that means that what the fuck were they doing? It's because <laughs> it's the 500 Worlds literally had like two battles in it that they could breed up a quarter million Ultramarines without, you know. I mean, look at the poor friggin' Death Guard out there doing the Lord's work. Like, with grand plans to hit 300,000 someday and just never getting there because they're always getting, like, the shit end of the stick. Same can be said for literally every other Legion on Earth except the Ultramarines for some reason. Cowards. Um, Bob Gulliman uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, what the fuck, man? The prosecution I, I rests its case. The, the prosecution rests its case. Yeah, I'm, sure that, was a perf- fuck, I'm sure that was a perfectly fine, uh, yeah. I have been restraining so many agreements to, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it's it, it's killing me a little bit. Uh, okay. Now you get to play defense attorney. I, I, will, I will rebut uh, some of your accusations here. Uh, Gulliman, as, as all Primarchs are, is ultimately the product of his upbringing, Uh, In that he is as the emperor made him to be. Uh, These accusations of uh, empire building are nothing less than the emperor's gene coded intent made manifest in that he wanted Gulliman to be, you know, not just a ruler, not just a general, uh, but an empire builder. Someone who was as of all the primarchs, a close reflection of him uh, in his you know, magnanimous, great, uh, you know, leader of, of men type role. Uh, so given that set of circumstances and the ruin storms, uh, you know, irrevocable, uh, separation of Ultramar from the rest of the Imperium, Gulliman would do as, uh, as you know, his father made him to do, which was build an empire. Uh, and he didn't to build his an credit, empire, he stole it. To his credit, uh, Your Honor, objection to the uh, speaking out of turn here. So stand. Uh, <laughs> uh, to his credit, as soon as he found out that, hey, Emperor's still on the throne, Terra still stands, he, with all speed and at, at great cost to his legion, uh, you know, made for Terra and broke the ruined storm with his compatriots and the uh, triumvirate. And, uh, you know, is, is, you know, as we see through the Siege of Terra books, uh, you know, making all speed towards Terra and, you know, probably bleeding his Legion white in doing so. Uh, you know, we know. Objection. We have no indication that that Legion is being bled white. We just know they're taking a voyage at the Ruined Storm. It doesn't exist anymore. 
Your Honor, that's dumb. Uh, <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but seriously, I mean, we know from uh, the the councils of the Warmaster and the Traitor Primarchs uh, during the Siege of Terra books that uh, they are worried about Gulliman and his legion and, and the, the other Loyalist Primarchs coming and, uh, you know, kind of chomping at their heels. And, you know, we see them doggedly pursuing them through uh, Slaves to Darkness. Um, and, and that, you know, like them or not, uh, is a testament to the Ultramarines' resiliency, given that you know, they did get caught off guard at Calp. They did suffer the Shadow Crusade, which was intended to, uh, you know, utterly destroy them and break them. And instead, they survived it and have come out stronger and are, and are an existential threat to Horus. Stronger? Existential threat? The war was won without them. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> 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 uh, so I'll be fair. That we know of so far. That we know of so far. Yeah. But yeah. according to uh, all the lore currently available, mm. um, whether their pressure had any impact at all, considering that fluff uh, of that pressure has been... Eh, we're, we're, not, sh- we're not sure where that'll go now, because that, that pressure was always the Ultramarines, the Wolves, and the Dark Angels. Well, and we know the least, Wolves aren't in the picture. Yeah, like uh, the Wolves have been pretty much retconned to have already kind of shot their bolt right before right. Mm-hmm. the angels. Spoiler alerts, by the way. Yeah. The angels who, who knows really, but nobody's. Yeah. No angels worried about them showing up, you know, like they've ground themselves down trying to destroy traitor held worlds. And they're, yet they're, they're out of it. And yet, and yet the part of our legion managed to strike through and relight the fucking astronomicon motherfuckers. There is and that. you still couldn't get your drama under control with the fuck. Uh, the beacon is lit, motherfuckers. Uh, I, all that my legion, all those legions on the fucking Terra, out of my head. All the fucking legions on Terra, and the Dark Angels, and one stinky little ship managed to fucking go through the entire traitor armada, land in there, get through the tower, turn on the fucking beacon. You're welcome. It's true. <laughs> Bobby fu- G doesn't I mean, even make it late without the Dark Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert over. Thank you, Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> oh. But if, if you got any more defense, because I'm just going to lay it, I'm just going to lay down the, the killing blow once you're done. <laughs> oh, good, because I also have a hammer to <laughs> Ooh. to drop as well. You go first, because I think mine's the best. I okay, think my client's guilty as shit. I'm trying to. <laughs> okay, what, what do you got? You got anything else? Any any other pittance to throw to throw Bobby G's way? I really don't. All right. So <laughs> as as to all Primarchs being a reflection of what the emperor wills uh, and being a product of their upbringing as you will. Um, No. And yes, no, we know for a fact that some primarchs aren't what the emperor willed uh, because night haunter is a fucking train wreck, just a train wreck. Um, There's also some indication. I refer to that on the genetic level in the, in the, who they should have been. uh, Yeah. Night haunter is a train wreck. Angron's a train wreck. But night, you know, there, night haunters no, train wreck. Um, there's no fixing stupid, you know. Night haunters train wreck is actually a very apt analogy for Bobby G's fuck around games, because uh, night haunter again, brought up in a society, right? He was probably supposed to be some sort of justicey lawgiver, you know. That, that's what Biggie had in mind. Eating scraps out of the, you know. Yeah, but it all went to shit. Yeah. Uh, likewise, Bobby G, from being overly coddled by his weak-ass planet, uh, turned into an attention-seeking man-whore that decided that just because other people had won him 500 worlds with which he could make pretty because they weren't screwed up to begin with, like 99% of the rest of the galaxy, this gave him the right to be God Emperor Bobby G, power behind the throne, the literal instant anybody could like he could convince anybody of that fact. And he only changed his mind when he had literally no other choice. So, uh, yeah, his upbringing did damn him, but just because he fucked up doesn't mean he fucked up the way the emperor wanted him to. But Jesse, I hear you have a nail in the coffin. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, Jared, me, Jared, do you have 
let me rebut that with with something out of out of forty k. To be honest, uh, I, I I got through Dark Imperium. I regret it, but I did it. Um, <laughs> That's not that bad. That no, book that was, was, a, was a was a ham sandwich with no cheese. It's just ugh. <laughs> I enjoy it's it. a it's a lunchables. It's if you have good enough ham, you don't need cheese all the time. It's not good ham. It's Oscar Mayer. It's an introductory novel for people who've never played the game, getting first it's, into it. It is literally baloney, if you will. All right. Uh, so but, this uh, is anyway, where you're resting your, your, your yeah. the cornerstone no, no, no. of your I've, defense. I've also Go read, ahead. Uh, Avenging Sun. We like to Guy Haley. Much better. It's true. We, we do love Guy Haley, love his work most of the time. It's just that that is not his strongest work. But uh, we see in those two novels uh, a, a Gulliman who is given tons and tons and tons of power and who is – you know, short of Abaddon, probably the, you know, one of the most powerful beings in the universe. Uh, and, you know, he immediately, when he wakes up, he fights his way to Terra and, uh, you know, meets with the emperor face to face and is, you know, supplicates himself. He doesn't say, Oh, well, you yeah, know, the emperor's too weak. You better, you know, make me emperor. He doesn't, uh, you know, try to take power. That's not given to Except him. Except for turning off the Astronomicon. I mean, so you gotta, you gotta like, you know, reset. He had to control, delete. Come on, mm. but no, he. Uh, you know, we see him in that role. Um, you know, he's given. I would. I would say more responsibility and more authority than he was in the 30k universe. Would you agree with the statement that 40k Bobby G uh, is, in fact, the power, or working very hard to be the power uh, behind? The throne of the God Emperor of Mankind. Well, see, that's, that's ergo what I'm making to. him not only 30k but 40k Dick Cheney. <laughs> that that's kind of what I'm getting to in a, in a roundabout way is though <laughs> that he's he's being given this opportunity to advance himself so much and and but really we see you know from his own inner monologue we we see he's not trying to you know just gain power for power's sake. He's not trying to be the emperor. He's not trying to be you know something he's not. He's trying to serve his father. He's trying to restore humanity. He's trying to bring some sort of semblance of reason to the, you know, fanaticism of the ecclesiarchy and some sort of... Jay-Z you know, is the hero of his and, own story, all right? I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying I like him. I'm not saying he's interesting. I'm just saying his eternal saying. monologue when he's like, I'm a good guy, that's psychological. That has no bearing <laughs> on his actual goodness as a guy. But yeah, you, yeah, is, you don't. You, a, a bad guy doesn't go. You know, I can't wait to just fuck everything up and make everything miserable. I love being evil. Well, well we typically have plenty of yeah. inner That's monologue of traitor play of traitor characters, and you know, no, they're not thinking. Oh, I'm going to do you know, do, I'm not, you know, I'm not be a villain. Bobby G's That's a traitor. Mustache. Bobby G's not intelligent enough to both <laughs> to be a traitor. But we do see someone who is uh, tirelessly promoting. Uh, humanity and doing his best to thwart the powers of the warp. It's true. Uh, Dick Cheney had all, all of America's dreams at heart. Oh God. Yep. That's You're the analogy. Pretty... Smacking right into it. Hope we don't have any Gen Z listeners. They will have no idea what I'm talking about. Halliburton uh, holding lots of, uh, just Wikipedia of that. They probably have a seat. They probably have a, a Halliburton is just McCrag heavy industries. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, we got North World Northrop Grumman. We got <laughs> Raytheon, and <laughs> jeez. Anyway, oh lord, uh, Jesse, the nail in the coffin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just you know I'm going to go sink my own ship and just fucking take Gilliman with me. Out of all of the Primarchs, out of all of Gilliman's brothers, the one he looked up to was the Lion. Good night, everybody. Good night. Oof. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Remembrance Retreat, <laughs> a Warhammer 30k podcast. I, I don't think you have a rebuttal for that one. I think that's, that's yeah, pretty that's, much seals it. That's Jesse. Uh, Jared is done. And <laughs> I, uh, I, happy Gulliman Day, everybody. You gave me a bucket to bail out the Titanic. I don't know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> oh, I want to thank again all of our patrons, starting with our Legion Praetor tier, Alex Selth, Chaplanisar, Chris Mack. Gardner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, Nick Quenga, Sar Luther, Taco Tuesday or Bus 22 Rock and Roll McDonald's, 
and watch Ligma. Our Legion Centurions, Aaron, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Angry Boy, Dave Jones, Duncan, Ed, John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Gorkrow, Queen Corswain, Scott LeMay, and the original Applesauce. And finally, our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Mr. Sear, Nick Gillen, The Zoy, and What Do I Call Myself? If you'd like to become a patron, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at rr30k podcast. You can follow our Instagram at rr30k. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can join our Discord server with the links in the show notes below. And be sure to visit our website, rr30k.com. There you will also find the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium, which... Do you want to talk about that real quick? I feel like every time I say a date about it out mm-hmm. loud, the world comes up, smacks you, me, and Steven squarely in the testicles. Yes. And by the time we've unclenched and looked up, a month has gone by. So no, I do not. Understood. But we're going to try soon. Hopefully very soon after this episode is over, is released. So... I'd like to move for a mistrial. Uh, the jury was given improper instructions and uh, was clearly biased against my client. We will reconvene two years from now when we have the same argument over again. If the hand of Dominion does not fit, you must acquit. <laughs> You've been waiting all day for that one, haven't you? I have. I have. I have. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. Uh, Jesus Christ. We'll see you world. next Gulliman Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good night. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you again next time. Keep those dice rolling. Bye for now.